0: It's Barely on Topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Hey, we're back. It's episode 313. I remember that. Oh, Yes. So, yes, 313. And we're back after a couple weeks of being on break uh, for the holidays. woo Yay! And I'm here with jeff and tim
1: what up hi
0: so we have a lot of things to talk about so we're not going to talk about any one specific like meaty item in our like third act or whatever it is third period like somewhere in the middle you know where we talk for about 45 minutes about something and then we put all of our sci-fi stuff in it we're not going to do that today well I can't promise
2: no, that. We can't promise that second half. Uh, I mean,
1: I can, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll put some sci-fi nerdy crap in there. Or dick jokes. Probably some dick jokes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, there is some Yaga related news, so that covers both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my first thought. Let's just talk about that for a minute. I guess Calgary and uh, and Yager's agent are looking for an exit strategy because he's not being treated very well in Calgary. And all I could think of when I read that was, oh, there aren't enough women for him to impregnate.
2: You know, either that or like Gaudreau, Monahan, and Ducky are like his bratty are are like his bratty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I can't deal with this shit anymore.
0: <laughs> well, really, with a son like Dougie, you know, fuck him.
2: Read a story from the um, Calgary son that Dougie's apparently being all petulant about Fre- about Freddie getting claimed by Arizona on waivers. Yes! <laughs> it fuck sounded him! like a bit, of, it, it read a bit like, an, like a character assassination hit job, but at the same time, it was like, you know, it does sound plausible.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. If if Dougie complains enough and somehow or another gets himself traded down to Arizona, it will just confirm the bias, will it not? I need my older brother Freddie to be around me because I get lonely, because I'm a dick.
1: Wait, how like how are either of them supposed to like get married or anything like that if Dougie can't like handle his brother playing in a different city? <laughs> Like, holy shit. There's
2: <laughs> you know, they, they, They're roommates in Calgary. The only reason Freddie's been full-time nhl for the last several seasons was for Dougie. He, 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 he's played three games this season. I, I saw the, the, that same article referred to him as Freddie the, thir- as Freddie the 13th. Uh.
1: <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I love it. I read this. Like, I'm like, huh. Is he playing 13? No, I get it. I like that one.
0: Well, it seems like lately I can't get enough of Dougie hatred. I can't get it out enough. I hate him so much. And I don't wish anything good for him. I may not specifically wish evil on him, but I don't want anything good for him. So I am so delighted by that whole, like, just here to talk about the game. Just here to talk about the game. And my comment on that is Marshawn Lynch did it better, okay? So shut the fuck up, Dougie. Play. Don't play. I don't give a crap. Go away, jerk.
1: Marshawn Lynch is also legitimately probably a little bit crazy, so I mean of course he discuss things
0: like little
2: ridiculous, right?
0: <laughs> but Marshawn Lynch went to UC Berkeley and was working on a masters and when he retired. The first one. Oh, and
1: he, I mean, crazy. I'm not surprised. Dude, he's crazy. <laughs> he's just crazy. He can be intelligent. He's just a little bit insane. I
0: know. I know. I just, I, I don't want to have a character assassination of uh, of Marshawn Lynch here because I like him. He's fine. I don't oh. like Dougie to so assassinate his character all the time.
1: I like Marshawn Lynch fine. I'm just saying he's a little bit nuts. And you, I mean, you kind of have to be to play football that's to be a little bit crazy. To be a
0: running back, I think you have to be really crazy. But hey, yeah. All right. We're already starting to get off.
2: <laughs> anyway, circling back, yeah, Yager, um they were looking for a trade if they can't find one, they may um uh, mutually terminate the contract and he is looking at options in Europe, which means we'll be we'll be Yagerless.
0: <sighs> no.
2: I mean, he's not going to want for work. Worst case scenario, he owns this, his home team in, uh, what's it, Kladno, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he can just sort his like, hello, J- hello, my employee, please dress me for this game.
0: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That's the European interest. That's the European oh, no. interest. It must be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, what league is a team that he owns? That's the, the Czech extra Liga. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, look... I- He's an older guy, but he still has some value, and if you're not playing him enough or in the right situations or whatever, it's time for him to go somewhere else. But, wow, where would he? I mean, I, I would love for him to be on the Golden Knights. If they could find a place, put him on there. That would be great, but I'm not sure he's allowed in the casinos in Vegas.
1: No, yeah, if he played for the Golden Knights, I mean, in 18 years, would have quite a draft.
2: You know, here's the thing about it. You know, the good thing about Yager is it's like putting him out to stud. I mean, he's always out to stud. He's the Yager. But um, you know, if he could just like you know, time travel, Dick Wizard full time, not have to worry about playing hockey in between, think about the number of hockey players he would generate.
1: (laughs) In thirty years, the entire league would be Yager. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> mullets as far as the eye can see.
0: In <laughs> an interesting twist, the Vegas Golden Knights have decided to draft everyone in this 2037 draft from Vegas.
2: <laughs> All of them have curly mullets. Everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: even the even the black and hispanic draftees
1: <laughs> and wasn't it younger that had that awful draft picture too they all have that same awful draft picture cross <laughs> eyes <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the, the, the Yagoram Yard picture <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to cut so much out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't leave the NHL because there is genuine fan enthusiasm for him to be around, and he doesn't need a walker yet. So, come on, Vegas, take him.
1: Well, what happened to the traveling Yagers without Jagger? I guess they're going to. I, I guess they're going
2: to the Czech Republic. <laughs> I
1: want to see it in their Winnebago that they have.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, they they load it onto a ship to to have it um uh, freighted across so they can uh, so they sure. can winnebago around the Czech Republic it'll be like stripes except not with Bill Murray.
0: <laughs> okay, so um <laughs> next on Flames Talk. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I just want to say something. <laughs> Ostensibly. We just talked... Right. We
1: probably just talked about the Calgary Flames more than the whole city of Calgary over the last, like... <laughs> <season>. <laughs> Come on.
0: Okay. Ostensibly we are a Bruins podcast, so this was a very interesting choice right Thank out of the you. gate. <laughs> oh, Jeff needed his cat to come and, and calm him down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Sorry, just the look on your face it was just
0: my face Yes. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was just sitting there and I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> so I'm just gonna cut it and I'm gonna start trying to talk about what we talk about. <laughs> okay. So about
2: them Bruins. Yes. Um, holy fuck, guys. It's team.
0: I know, I know, but... We we should talk about that Winnipeg game first because okay. yeah, I'll hold off on the
2: uh, on the on the on the fanboying out and, and stuff for a bit yeah yeah it,
0: you can't just blow your load in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding
2: I'm still recovering from that from, from from that Goldblum vine that I'm on and then Mandy said
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goldblum yes that was really nice to see that but. um just, you know, hold off. Just let's make this last a little bit longer <laughs> for everybody's enjoyment. Let's talk about that, uh, that Winnipeg game because we went to that Winnipeg game and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to go.
2: Yeah, the, the team was, was not healthy. Colby, I guess it's Cave, not Cave. This was news to me. What? <laughs> or Ben kept saying that. Maybe that was just Ben being an asshole.
0: No, his name is Colby Cave.
2: Okay, that's what I thought.
0: They call him the caveman.
2: Uh, I, which is weird, because he plays on a team with Colton Hargrove.
0: Well, yes, Colton Hargrove really looked like Captain Caveman, and I used to call him that. I'm going to look this up right now. But anyway, it's not Colby Covey. I, I'm damn pretty it, sure of
2: it. Damn it, Ben.
1: <laughs> could have been doing it because of that singer Colby Calais, so...
0: Could have been. Could have been. It doesn't sound
2: like, it really, like a Ben thing to have done there. I think that was just been being a tool. <laughs>
0: I want you to tell me this. Come on. Colby Cave. Colby Cave. Colby Cave. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> okay. I had to look at it. It was on Elite Prospects. I knew it wasn't Colby Cave. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> yes, the caveman was up. Um, and that was very exciting and we were all like, Who is twenty six? That's what we all did at one point during the game. Because let's see, Riley Nash was ill. Brad Morjan managed to fight his way through the illness. Yes. And other people I think Spooner was out or something.
2: Yeah. yeah, I believe so. It was a it was a weird roster, but um and it was a and you know this team seems to be able to adjust for when they're they're playing down like that, because they really just like slowed that game right down. You know, the Jets are a pretty high flying offensive line, group. Yep. Um, you know, Wheeler, Sheffley, Ehlers, Line Ehlers, Um and uh, yeah, it was a it was ended one one in regulation, but it was still a reasonably exciting game. Um,
0: okay, you can you can thank Mandy and I for the goal four.
2: Is this is true. You were discussing sacrificing me.
0: No, no, no. This is before sacrificing you. This uh, was, we were sitting there and we were praying to the hockey gods. All right. But you can also blame us for the goal against because we were praying again to the hockey gods and they don't like that.
2: Yeah, yeah they don't like um, too much groveling or, you know, you bug them more, more than, than they deem reasonable.
0: <laughs> right, right. So then we discussed sacrificing you.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen, you know so um
0: because you could have you would have totally missed charlie mcavoy's goal
2: yeah that's it a bunch of things there so that overtime was super fun right and yeah they, they, they rolled like the number of kids they were rolling out too like that was um awesome and like a shootout's actually kind of not awful in person
0: i, I mean i've been not sure. awful
2: i didn't say that's good it. i said not Let's it's okay carry away yeah yeah well, no, on tv this the shootout's awful it's it's terrible television Utterly crap.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't, look, I, I don't like shootouts, but uh, that night, you know, we were all like trying to figure out who's going to win that shootout. And then it turned out it was Charlie.
2: On his 20th birthday.
0: On his 20th birthday. That's right. Right. Because we did shout that. We shouted something about happy birthday and stuff. Um, and there were no shouts of, but it's my birthday. That's because I didn't get drunk. <laughs> Sorry, man. No. You should you know, have pre-gamed. It's not your fault. That's
2: that's Boston traffic's fault.
0: Yeah, yeah, it took us an inordinate amount of time, stupid amount of time. You should have pre-gamed. We had the beer. We did. You know. So, it's okay. Um, yes. but like other things about that game, watching
2: it, um, you know, one player that stood out more than anyone else that game to me, was, was Kevin Miller. His positioning and his skating have gotten so good over the last couple of years. It's kind of remarkable actually. No. Yeah. It's not altogether dissimilar from watching boy when he finally started putting it together which wasn't really until the 2011-12 season Boychuk almost cost us or the early stages of that tw- uh, of that 2011 Tampa series for example um,
1: oh yeah
2: yeah a couple of bad games that series <laughs>
0: so anyway it takes a while to put it together for some people we've gone over this before
2: but like I think it's not just putting it together. He's he's not playing the same style of game, Kevin. He, he did when he first came into the league, or a lot of the time since. It's just it's an inter- it's um actually I would compare his evolution to Brad's in some way.
0: Okay, so it's a matter of finding the right role for him,
2: the right role, um, and finding the right uh, training regimen that exploited his this talents he did have, and, and evolved the other ones to it to it to uh, fit them as well.
0: I think he stopped doing the MMA stuff. And I think that's probably one of the things, like, why waste your time with that when they're not going to let you fight anymore? Honestly, they're really not going to let you. And it emphasizes
2: the wrong muscles for a lot of hockey. Yeah. Like, um, like you, you hear about guys fucking up their game by putting on too much muscle mass. Um, A great key example of that would be poor Jared Knight. Um, a big reason why his career completely went off the rails is believed is he put on too much muscle mass, and that's why he, like, had some awful, awful soft tissue injuries that fucked up everything for him.
0: You know, and... And I just want to point this out, too. I think David Back has lost a lot of muscle mass. He's still looking pretty slim. Yeah, and
2: it's but it seems to be working. And right, he's been, right.
0: I think that's been a great great thing for him. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of guys maybe aren't getting the best training advice mm-hmm. in this regard. You know, they're, they're emphasizing too much. Oh, you got to be big and strong. It's like, okay, now you got to be big and strong. you got to have enough meat on your bones to not shatter, but... There's such thing as too much. yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe you don't need to be 220 and bulky and you could be like 210 and a little uh, slimmer in muscle, leaner mass, leaner muscle.
2: And, you know, even before he got sick, you know, back his did come into this season looking better because, he, you know, he, he's talking about how he would emphasized different things in his training last summer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So part of me wonders how much of a difference he would have seen had he not been, you know, incredibly ill to start the season. Because he'd already he hadn't lost a lot of the weight yet, but he'd already changed his training regimen to the way he to in a way that would reflect how he's playing right now rather than how he played last year.
0: I'm just gonna say I don't think the Tom Brady diet did much for his colon.
2: <laughs> uh, no nope, no the Tom Brady diet may possibly be full of i'm gonna say it be full of shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem is if it were just full of shit, it'd be fine <laughs> it it be playable was-
1: though. Pliability. <laughs>
0: it was I think it was like kind of corrosive to his insides, we'll say. So Kevin Miller is playing differently. Different role, different regimen. And he's a new daddy. Um so Muzzletov. David Backus is also a new daddy. I thought that was pretty interesting. Nobody thinks that's interesting.
1: I love David Backus.
0: I know. Don't you feel so happy right now for David Backus?
1: I do, and I, I enjoy... Like, I kind of, from afar, liked him when he was playing in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I was actually excited when he came here. And then everyone had to shit on it because of the contract length. And I'm just like, no, I'm glad that this person is on our team. Like, just be happy.
0: As I said to Mandy during that game, that Winnipeg game, I said, you can hate the contract, and still like the player, you could want the player to do more and do better, so that contract isn't so shitty. But why do we have to just throw it, it all out and, and hate everything?
2: That's all, always been my position. You know, I don't, I don't like David back as the player as much as you two do, but I always have.
0: We are the founding members of the David Backus Fan Club.
2: <laughs>
1: Number forty-two.
0: Woo, woo. So we. I mean, feel... he gets
2: big points in my eyes for being for, for being forty-two. Um...
0: Right. We. If I ever see him someday, and I think I know where his house is in in, in Newton,
2: think very hard before you proceed from there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it's been a, it's been a few years since I've really spent any time in Newton, though, so I might be wrong. But anyway, the the thing is is that if I ever did see him, I'd want to know about the significance of forty two for him. If it's just a number, or if there's something beyond that. So anyway, the, the point is, David Backus has had a really nice streak since he's come back.
1: Yeah, he's got 16 points in 22 games. And
2: that line, which is such a weirdly constructed line that he's playing on right now, which it's is awesome. centered by Riley Nash and has the, it has the, has the sneaky the, the sneaky good, you know, at least talked about excellent rookie in the league right now, with Danton Heine on the other wing. It's an odd line. Um. Generally speaking, you wouldn't think Riley Nash has any business being anything but a 4 on, on a, not just a, not a, off the fourth line, but on a third line that's clearly a scoring line. I mean, look, you know, Dan Heinen has like, freaking twenty eight point, twenty nine points.
0: But you know what this teaches us? If you
1: how can- awesome Riley Nash is.
2: I mean, I love Riley Nash. I, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. I sounded, sounded bad. I adore Riley Nash. <laughs>
0: Let me talk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was winding up, but then you did. Okay. Um. This, what this teaches you, it, it's just the importance of chemistry, throwing things together, trying to figure out how they work, and not knowing why. But they all complement each other. It's beautiful. I don't want to think about why it works. It works. Just keep working. Keep it. Keep doing it. Last night when we were watching that game, I was just like, okay, this line scored, and that line scored, and this line scored. I was waiting for the fourth line to score, but. They didn't do that. But anyway, they didn't really. But it's just like it's so exciting when you're just like you're really jacked for like every line scoring, you know. And the third line does it sometimes and the first line, does all the good things, but they just can't get it in the net. You know, the same thing with the second line. But that third line was like, man, that was keeping us afloat for a while. and It was great. Oh,
2: fuck, yeah. I mean. Keep in mind, yes, the first line wasn't scoring a a ton for a little bit there. They also have only allowed one even-strength goal together this season. Wow. Which is insane. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep, they are powerful. (laughs) Patrice is perfect.
1: The other thing I really like about Riley Nash is that he's number 20 because I really loved Pae, and he was number 20. And the fact that Riley Nash has kind of taken that over makes me really happy.
0: Poor.
2: It's like, so at you push the upgrade button. Actually,
1: yeah.
2: Poor, poor, poor Jenny
0: Paye. I, I love
2: Dan Paye. I do. He,
0: he had had so much speed, but couldn't hit the broad
2: side of a barn. I don't think he had actual elbows. I think he just had like a pair of sticks. Like, <laughs>
0: I mean, it was just like he got used to hearing Paye high glass <laughs> wide of the net.
1: He was literally. He was kind of like the dude from Mighty Ducks 2 who can't stop. That was kind <laughs> of like pie.
0: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Poor Danny Pie.
2: <laughs> if he just had hands, the guy probably could have been a third a third or even second line winger too. I mean there's a reason he was a mid first round pick originally.
0: Yep. Yep, he just didn't have the whole package. That's all. That's all. But, still love. Him. Well, all right, so let's talk about the rest of uh, what's basically happened. The the Bruins right now in the last 10 games are 8-0 and 2. That is 18 points out of a possible 20. And one of those games was against the Caps.
2: Yeah, of course, <laughs> that is one of the of the one's at the end there, the, the one-point games. But
0: that's progress. Yeah. They were in that game
1: yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that was the second half of a back to back, no less. So, <laughs> so like they still managed to get that point out of that. And uh, uh, the way this team is playing right now, is <coughs> fantastic. I mean, Does this team so much- good? It's so much fucking fun
2: too, not just good. Like how can, 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 just just to give you some idea in this ra- in this run, not counting uh, shootout um, uh, goals against, is that two four. Five, six, seven. Okay, another 3 there. So 10, 0... I think we're coming up at a really low number of goals against by point. 11... Ding! 12 12, game, 12. 12 goals against in 10 games. Nice. And 3 of those were in that Caps game.
0: And so, they're, aren't they like plus 30 in differential now? They were like negative for such a long time. If you
2: push the record back further than that um, Ty Anderson was writing about it too, Is in the last 22 games... They're plus thirty-eight. They're plus thirty-eight in their goal differential. Right. Overall, we're plus thirty, which incidentally puts this team uh, second in the league behind the uh, Tampa. Behind Tampa now. Yeah. Yesterday's game was a factor, yes, but it uh, but it put this team ahead of, um, uh, of Vegas, which until very recently was one of the other teams that were still ahead of us. In well, differential.
0: let's just just for the fun of it, let's just touch on that game yesterday against the Hurricanes. Bergie Hurricane. got a hat-trick plus one and an assist. He had a five-point game.
2: It was the first four-point game for a Bruin since Dave fucking Anderichuk in 1999. Four-goal game. I four am. Four-goal, four-goal game, yes. I don't remember, I, I didn't even know Dave Anderichuk had done anything of note in a Bruin's uniform besides me being traded along with Ray Bork.
0: Yeah, he's not known for doing much here. Either. I don't even,
2: I actually don't even know off the top of how long he was in Boston. It wasn't long.
0: Yeah, I'm not really Um, sure
2: But uh, like that's a I think it was only one of the Also he got a 700 He also got his 700th career point yesterday
1: Brad had 4 assists Pasta had a goal And 2 assists
0: I want want to read something from Emily Benjamin and her write up on on Things yesterday (gasps) Where did you take it and put it Oh my god, I hate you I hate you NHL.com I hate you it's not a good website. No, because I had it. I had the, the thing I wanted to look at, and it was all queued up, and then they took it away from me because that's what we do now. We we hate you, it says.
1: And to add to Bergy's Night, it was 13 of 17 on face-offs. I mean, because, of course. <laughs> like... And he was playing with a cold.
2: <laughs> and I was I don't remember the exact quote. Marsha and had a ridiculous quote about it, too. It's like something books like, so ask like this is one of the best things, some of the best you've ever seen in it's like, well, you know, sure, but... Uh, okay, ready? Or, 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 okay. Uh,
0: I've got the thing from Emily. Ready? There's a couple of things I was looking at. Okay, so... He, uh basically, Bergeron was glad to have the day off on Thursday because he wasn't feeling well. He needed the time to recover. It's pretty impressive, Marchand said. Anytime you get four goals in a game, three is impressive. So being part of this one and seeing him have the, the great game that he had, it was definitely up there. Though, as Marchand said, I think the Olympics, him winning the cup, and him be- just being Patrice Bergeron is above that.
2: Thank you. That was what I was to... say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I read that today, and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely going to talk about that today." <laughs>
2: like it just goes back to it. It's like I, 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 I absolutely adore how much Marshand loves Bertrand. Yeah,
0: it's really cute. It's, it's not like it. I think that uh, that that uh, Brad Marshand honestly just kind of thinks of himself as being uh, his little brother. I really think that's what I it think is. So, yeah. <laughs> Whereas like the Tom Brady Julian Edelman thing is kinda like Julian Edelman wants to be Tom Brady and that's a little creepy, you know what I mean? I, I I mean, as comparisons of these kind of things go, you know what I mean? I don't have another two people to compare in the NHL world. I don't
2: I don't know if I've ever heard of another pair on a on a team, particularly ones that played together so long that had quite the dynamic that it seems that they do, to have this level of have one of them just so enamored with the other.
0: Mm-hmm. I have another quote from that article that was fun, too. This is, I think, the one that I, uh, the second one I, I wanted to read. Good for that line, Cassidy said. I told them in the room that they're probably getting tired of reading about Sean Corrales and Riley Nash supplying all the offense, so they, they said, the heck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bruce Cassidy.
1: <laughs> See, that's the kind of other thing about this team, though. Scoring can really come from anywhere. Like, I've, they have such a, like, balanced scoring team that any, any given night, any line, can score multiple goals, which is something they haven't had in a while, if yeah. really ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was really fun to watch that last night. I felt so bad for her, the Hurricanes after a while, because, like, after the fourth goal, you can see that they just didn't even want to be in the game anymore. They just lost the will to play it
2: nothing but respect though. when you got to the third in the third period they they were clearly decided like okay we're gonna you know at least not embarrass ourselves now they weren't there's no hope of them winning right but you know there's and it's not the Bruins sitting back while there was no scoring in the third periods the Canes were you know showed some pride and
0: fought back a little bit and
2: fought back that you know at least it's like okay we're we're not we're gonna go down we're we're gonna go down shooting at least and they did so respect because um
0: it's not easy that to
1: bad. Do. Yeah, I did see something that was funny after the first quarter or first period. Um, uh at, it was a tweet on on that got retweeted on my timeline. I forgot. I don't know who said it, but it said that the Bruins downgraded the Hurricanes to a tropical storm after the first period.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they were not so hot. So
2: no, no, I mean that's uh. I mean, well, for starters, I haven't even checked it, but I assume that Cam Ward's uh, uh, goals against average must be just, just, just hilarious because he played what like a minute and a half and gave up two goals.
0: <laughs> and they removed him that early. And that was the shocker because it's like, yeah, he didn't look good. Both yeah.
2: those goals were embarrassing for the goalie. Like Dar- most, okay, all of the many goals Darling gave up were were less on him than either of the ones that, that Ward gave up. Mm-hmm. I th- I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, here we go. I'll have it. Is, uh... <laughs> He had a save percentage of zero.
0: Of course he had a save yeah, percentage. Yeah, I-, I
2: didn't rate. realize it was only two shots. I-, I didn't realize it was two goals on two shots.
0: And what was the goals against average?
2: Yahoo apparently on their box scores doesn't report the GAA, GAA which is surprising. If I go directly into Cam Ward's page, though, that I should have it. Give me a moment. Twenty point nine
0: nine. Because he played two minutes, <laughs> and he allowed two goals on two shots with a save percentage of zero. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's... uh in uh, in five point four three minutes apparently. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, sorry, it was slightly longer than two. <laughs> well, anyway, that was uh, that was a beating on one side. It was a. Surefire victory on the other. It was kind of fun to watch because it's kind of like, this team has been just scoring. Like, there's there have been so many games this season where they've scored five goals, six goals, seven goals now. You know, I was really hoping, I was kind of hoping for eight last night. I don't know why. I just won eight. I just I, I was
2: hoping that they would just like... Just try to get Burki to run off the clock, beat Daryl Sittler's one-game record or something.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Ber, uh, Marcy said, "Yeah, we drew it up. We, we were trying to get him like six goals. <laughs> 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 so every time that they were out on the ice, they were trying to get Burgie to score two more goals.
2: Well, which which one of his goals was? it? I want to say maybe the hat, the hat, the goal for the hat trick." You can watch it. Both Pasta and Marchand gave up clear, unambiguous, to, into the net shot, shot shooting opportunities to pass it. That yeah, it was, it was the third goal. Was that ridiculous tic tac toe passing play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't that didn't need to happen that way at all.
0: <laughs> now that's a really interesting point that you made because I was reading something. Who was it this week? It was Matt Calman had talked about how Pasternak had decided to not use his candy cane stripe stick in, in practice anymore. He gave it up. It was a Christmas thing, and he was like, you know what, I've I've not been scoring very well since I've been taping my stick this way, so I'm going to stop doing that, right? And he he said, his quote to Kalman was, look, I have fun out there as long as we're winning. I don't really care if I'm not personally scoring. I have as much fun just winning. That's such a fantastic thing for a player to say. So if you think about it, like, Martian and Pasta... Have it at various points like traded the lead and goals and whatever you know they're and, both and, tied.
2: They're, they're both tied in you know in goals assist end points after after yesterday, okay twenty well, two yeah so, so, mm,
0: 22. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so so the thing is is that yesterday they were just like, oh my God, Bergie's on fire, he can get a hat trip, we're just gonna just serve it up to him, let him be the guy this time because he dishes it up to us all the time, so why not? it was kind of like uh, I don't know it was good spirit to see that happen because being selfish does not work. Speaking of which,
2: all three of them have 16 goals. Remember how last year my bold, one of my bold predictions was um, uh, everyone in that line would have 30 goals? Well. We're under that, we're just under the halfway point and they're all all slightly over halfway there.
0: (laughs) So you're, you're early on your prediction.
2: Obviously hey, I was a year early, but this is um, again. Don't want to, don't want to jinx it. You know, knock on wood. Um, but
0: uh, you did a combination of knocking twice. We have to do it again. Don't knock again. Okay, so go on.
2: But um, you know, it seems to be where that's going. It's it's good.
1: <laughs> and it's funny that they the the pasta talked about not scoring, but he's on a point, almost on a point per game right now because it's I think he has thirty eight and thirty nine.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, Burgie's at 38 and 31. Uh, sorry, Marshy's in 38 and 31.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, yeah, yeah Marshy Mar- Mar- was out for quite a while with the concussion. And then again with the concussion. And, and, and
2: Burgie missed time too, right? Uh, Bergie missed five games. Marshy missed Mar- 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 eight.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. So it's like, um, God, it seemed like Bergie was out longer than five. But anyway, that's not the important thing. The important thing is, is that that team, and I think every team that is under that team, Completely understands the idea of like somebody's having a hot night. Let's let them get the, the accolades for that.
2: Well, those couple to- games right after Christmas, both Nash and, ba- and Back is. Right? Because both of them was like, what, three games in a row? The two of them were on fire, but which one was the really crazy one? Chiefs changed night to night?
0: Yep. Oh my God. I mean, it's like, if Back's came back and he was like scoring and it was just like, what? What is this? I love it. Keep doing it. You know, things have kind of slowed down a little bit, but that's okay. I don't think that that's indicative of anything other than, like, everything goes in waves, right?
2: Honestly, right now, this team, if it wasn't, if, uh, if the Golden Knights weren't a thing and weren't what they are, Cassidy would have to be the front runner for uh, Jack Adams. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, Gallant is winning the Jack Adams full fucking stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that team <laughs> could, shouldn't be winning.
2: That team could win, could lose every other game for the rest of the season. He'll probably still take it. <laughs> Yeah. Like seriously, like I'm watching Cassidy. What occurred to me yesterday during the game is like, you know what? This is his story is starting to look a awful lot like Mike Sullivan's. Oh. You know, coach that was um, that wasn't any was a head coach prior to the to the year long lockout and um and uh, in, in Cassidy's case was fired before it, but um uh, Sullivan soon after um didn't get a head coaching job for a long time, like you know, um, better part of a decade in, in, in the NHL. And they've come back, and a are and are very, very different coaches now. Seem to have learned a lot, and ulti- ultimately, the two of them are coaching a very similar style as well.
0: Well, it, um, not everybody gets it in the first time around.
2: Well, also, you know what? Not every coach is right for any given time in the league. Right. Um. You know, you you, you may a, a certain coach may be a killer coach during one one moment, but awful other times because they have to. Their style has to fit the zeitgeist of how the league is playing at that time, too.
0: I, I think that Cassidy probably learned a huge amount by coaching kids. And keep in mind, when I say kids, I'm not trying to be derogatory. I'm just trying to say very young, inexperienced players. I don't, you know, whatever. Young guys. That's that's where he probably learned a lot. And then now he has the benefit of having coached a bunch of these guys down in Providence and he's come up to you know to the the big team and they respond to him and even the people who don't uh, who, who weren't necessarily in the system that far back or you know with him down in Providence they respond to him because good god nobody was responding to Cla- Claude anymore. His style was it's so weird because it's the style I was used to and then I I, I see now it's just like oh my god what were we doing? <laughs>
2: it's like relearning the sport as a, as a viewer. Yeah, like remember, I didn't I didn't watch tons until some time into the into the Claude tenure either, right? Yeah, it's it's really like relearning the sport, and it is fun and fascinating and
0: disappointing some nights. You know, I mean, it's we just don't we, it's- we
2: went into the season early on. We talked about this as, like the season will never be not will will, 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 will never not be exciting. Yeah, and it hasn't. Even when this team has had to, out of necessity, grind everything down to, a, d- 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 down to a slog when everyone was injured, it was still unpredictable and therefore exciting.
0: Yeah, I think we've been amazingly positive about the team. And it's paid off, because guess what? There's nothing to complain about! No, Flying anything.
1: under the radar in the Boston sports market was the best thing that happened to the Bruins team.
0: Yeah, last night I did some mock complaining online Nobody responded to it, it's fine But I was just kind of like, oh no, you didn't score this period What's going on? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like there's no I, I have not been complaining about this team We haven't, by, in, in general, been complaining Because like the things that have been happening to them And that sounds very passive But it's like injuries, they happen to people You know, and it took a while to get through that. And now we were like, well, you know, it's going to probably take a while once everybody comes back. But holy crap, people came back in pieces. So like other pieces were putting together and then finally you'd put like the Spooner piece in and the Krejci piece. And it's like, ah! And you know what? I think
2: that's the big thing is the process was still so good when everyone was out. There just wasn't the firepower. Yeah, and so that's what makes it good. You you can plug in your 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 pieces that may not be a hundred percent yet, but if everything's work, working properly without them, and as soon as you put the better put put, put the the um, uh, gold standard parts in, it's gonna it's gonna improve right away. And it's just been ramping up as they've gotten healthier and gotten into a more and more of a
1: groove. And I mean, this Bruins team, as constructed right now, is what everyone wanted. They wanted the young guys to play. They wanted to give everyone a chance. And look this is what happened
0: you know what i'm gonna say something right now that might be a little controversial i think some people said that but didn't really mean it and so the whole time they were kicking and screaming when we went through the injury phase when we had to play the younger guys a lot more than we wanted to and because our our main pieces were out and i i feel like some people now they're like probably coming back to the fold and they're like everything's great But I I feel like we were definitely on that whole, let's play the kids. Let's play the young guys. Okay, there's a couple things I think we need to talk about. We need to acknowledge them. Um, And I failed to acknowledge this before we went on break. One, Matt Bolesky was put on waivers and he cleared going down to Providence. And he's been doing poorly. He hasn't actually been playing very well down there. He hasn't been po- playing very well, but he took it very well. Yes, he's being,
2: he's being a he's being a trooper about it.
0: But you can't help but wonder if, like, you know, publicly he's being very much a trooper, and privately it's like his game has just gone to shit because he's just messed up. He just hates this. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to read too much into it. I just want to say he was a good good soldier about it. It's too bad it's not working out. It, it's a shame
2: seeing someone who so wanted to be here. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: I mean, to a certain extent, the same story kind of applies to Jimmy Hayes. Except that's even worse, because it's his own hometown that tore him to shreds.
0: Boston's a really tough sports town, as we all know.
2: Well, that's why ultimately, and also in a County, if he's been no great shakes, why it was the right call for Jimmy Veazey to sign in, in, in New York.
0: It probably was, and but he's dead to me now, so it's fine.
2: Oh, well, again, I don't care, and he hasn't been great, so.
0: Eh. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about. I saw something like Road to the Winter Classic, and it was like Kevin Hayes, Brady Shea, and Jimmy Vc all live in the same apartment, and one of them lives basically in the living room.
2: Kevin Hayes makes several million dollars a year. He, the other two don't, but but but, but Kevin Hayes does. <laughs>
0: They they all make enough money that they should be able to split a three-bedroom apartment somewhere in Manhattan or Brooklyn or whatever.
2: I would hope so. Because, uh, I mean, now, now that you've said this, i got to actually look at what their actual salaries are. Hang on. Okay. Um, Kevin Hayes makes $2.6 million a year. Easy makes 925000 and assuming he's not um, hitting any of his bonuses because he's still on his ELC. And... and how would you pronounce that?
0: Shay. Brady Shay. Really? That I I swear to god. That is how you pronounce it. You know,
2: it. What? I'm 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 with chance the rapper on this one.
0: That's an <laughs> S a K and a J. So that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the same way and then I realized I didn't know how to pronounce it so I had to go find out how to do it. <laughs> it's Shay. I swear to god. I'm going to look I it believe up. You. I'm going to look it up for you. I, I'm going to look it up for you. And anyway,
2: then... uh, he also makes 925 thousand before whether or not he hits any of his bonuses point being is yeah they all can afford um to not live like college sophomores
0: yes that's that's my point is they <laughs> they should be able to find a three-bedroom place okay wait a minute um pr- okay pronunciation i gotta put pronunciation uh, i'm so glad i started drinking beer now okay it's a norwegian name and it is pronounced
2: don't those websites have, have the, uh, the clickable pronounce? The US develop, development Program. Brady
0: Shea. Huh. Shut up! Shut up! I don't want to hear you, freaking Pierre. Okay.
1: Brady
0: Shea. <laughs> Brady Shea, and he's American, but it's in a Norwegian name. That's a S, a K, and a J, so that's a no. That's a no. I, I how are
1: you gonna do that hockey
0: <laughs> as they say in hockey let's do that hockey <laughs> let's talk about the power play you do that oh, you do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean you know I know that some people have torn down that skit but I was just like no man you know what I've been there I know that <laughs> uh, uh, yes you you should see if you can find footage of that looking at their apartment and you're just like wow that's a really nice apartment for two that, people So it doesn't
2: look like it like how i imagined it would smell
0: no they've got a brick wall they've got a brick like
2: no uh, okay they're living in a brownstone i see
0: <laughs> well you know it's like it, it's it, It freaks about the important debate of living somewhere where it's, like, kind of useful to you. Maybe it's close to where you need to be or whatever. Or living somewhere because you just like the way it looks, no matter how impractical it is. But this is not... Let's talk about the houses and apartments of the NHL players. Because, quite frankly, it's the only one I really know. Oh, and David Back is his beautiful house over in in Newton. Those are the only ones I know. Anyway, um... It is uh, going through my list of things I want to talk. That's what it is. Oh, it's barely on topic. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay. Let's give down Anders Bjork. Now it really drives me nuts when everybody goes Anders Bjork, and I'm like, his name is Anderson. His name He's is from fucking wish
2: fucking Conson.
0: <laughs> it's fucking Anderson. No Anders. You, you perpetuate this myth that he's like this Swedish or Icelandic or whatever. No, Anders Bjork, Anders Anderson and he Bjork.
2: From, he he is from the, the state that is about as Middle America as it gets.
0: Right. <laughs> so he was sent down to Providence because, quite frankly, there isn't a lot of room for him, and he hasn't quite played the same way since Matt Martin decided that his head was a target.
2: Yeah, um, and that's the thing is he's been he hasn't he, he has by no means been bad. His scoring rates were down, but he was still playing well. Overall, I think he was still on like a point four three points per game, which is it is a absolutely a lower lower end top nine player in the NHL. But it does not mean he was one of the best choices for a wing right now.
0: No,
1: no. Everyone else is just playing so much better that.
0: I mean, you, you
2: can, can make a play. case that maybe. Him and DeBrusque could rotate in and out, but DeBrusque's game away from the puck's been better. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put him in for Schaller or Achari because he doesn't play the right kind of game for the kind of minutes that that fourth line's being used for.
0: No, he's not that kind of player. Schaller um, and Achari and... are perfectly where... They, actually, that whole fourth line is perfect the way it is. Just leave it alone. Don't put yes. anybody else in there.
2: And, you know, get, with Spooner healthy, you're playing Spooner. And the only place to put him is... Is um, uh, Krejci's left wing.
0: I haven't even complained about Spooner, and you know I love to complain about Sir. Yeah, Spooner's been the poor guy's been hurt for most of the year, and when he comes back, he's been playing well. He's at twelve
2: points in nineteen games. That's got to be one of his better scoring rates in his career,
0: right? I haven't
2: I haven't done the the dug enough to be able to say more than that, but that feels really good for him.
0: But (laughs) hey, he had a good night against Ottawa. In Ottawa, why why did he? Because he got to see his dogs. Oh, he got to see his doggies. Sorry, uh, I'm a big fan of everybody seeing their doggies.
2: His puppies are too large to live in his apartment building. It's uh, one of his listeners. um, I would fucking
0: move. I would fucking move.
2: I was going to say that must be a right nice apartment to justify that choice.
0: (laughs) God damn it. You know what? I'm just one of those people who would just choose my dogs over a really nice place to live. I just would. I, it's easy for me. We own our house. So it's like, uh, you know, but. Um,
2: and they're big fucking dogs. Um, like, I, remember, I have remember the tweet that I saw that it, the, the, um, was in 30 thoughts that it was expanded. I don't remember the weights, but big dogs.
0: I yeah. Have they, they, suspicion they,
2: that chocolate lab is spherical. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do have the calendar, but I'm not sure where he is on the calendar yet. I, I think the chocolate was was not Carl Spooner. It was the
2: other one. Carl with two L's. Because Ryan Spooners is a weird dude. Kind of is. <laughs> quirky is the word. Quirky.
0: There was this one picture of his dad during the dad's trip that I was just like, that guy could be like the father in Family Ties. He could.
2: You know, again, we talked about this. The Ryan Spooners is, is interesting. He's a hockey player with interests outside of hockey. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. <laughs> well, that's just that he's got other things that interest him. He's, he, he's you know, he, he LARPs, he DJs.
1: The larping I mean, DJ. I mean, like
2: honestly, like Ryan Spooner is a fucking nerd. I bet we would have a time with him on the on the show, to be perfectly frank.
0: I know, and I've just <laughs> spent so much time making fun of him, and I shouldn't because he's my people. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I've I've been such a jerk. I'm sorry, Ryan. I am so sorry. I I will not be a jerk to you anymore. I don't. I won't.
2: Okay. So Anders Bjork sent down. That's fine. He's been kicking fucking ass this weekend. That's where we left off, was it not? <laughs> yeah, it was Anders Bjork, and then he became talking about Spooner, and so, yes, anyway, um, Anders Bjork's had a really good couple of games in Providence.
0: <laughs>
2: we'll see him back sooner rather than later, I think.
0: There's nothing wrong with him going down there and just developing some more.
2: Well, U- exactly. Under
0: the not-so-bright lights. And Even if he's just West there West.
2: kicking ass, kicking ass for a few days and beefing up his confidence? Yep. Which that's maybe all he's. Which that relates to something else news about Jesse Gabriel going back to the WHL over the weekend. Well,
0: yeah, his rights Gabriel,
2: were traded. Well, yeah, but well, yeah, no, 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 no. He's been, he's been, pr- pr- the Bruins reassigned him. He is with the Regina Pats now.
0: He's no but, longer
2: in Providence. So it's not just his rights were traded, he got reassigned.
0: Right. His rights were traded in the WHL and then he was reassigned. Yeah. Yes, okay. That's fine,
2: but obviously, for his rights to be traded, both teams already knew he was coming back. Right, and so this is a little unusual that a drafted and signed player is going back to the CHL for an overage season, especially after being in the AHL for half for half of it. But Gabriel was playing on the fourth line; he's been scratched a lot. He hasn't been he hasn't been great. It's kind of a mystery because remember how good he was in the Buff in that in the Buffalo Prospects Tournament, and even during a lot of the preseason. But um, like you know, there was talk. Reading, leading through at least half of the camp, that he was you know potential to make make the team as a fourth line at fourth line wing, but uh, yeah, he's just not ready. That's cool.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, honestly,
2: he's a we fourth of... line pick, and it's only his draft plus three season. So was he was, he's never going to make it on that timeline anyway. They don't do that.
0: <laughs> it's almost better to have people not hit on all cylinders at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So right now. This looks like a demotion for him, but this is an actual opportunity for him to play,
2: and on a team that's considered to be a strong contender from from Memorial Cup.
0: Yeah, so we can look at this two ways. We can look at this as a failure, or this is an opportunity for him. Oh, God, it sounds like my old work days. But anyway, I've got to look at this as as more of an opportunity for him to develop a little bit more, even if tw- it seems like it's regressive. It's it's not. Providence wasn't working for him yet. Yeah.
2: Um you know, unlike Sinishian, it wasn't just an adjustment period. Cuz turned it around. Gabriel wasn't having that happen. So, okay. You know, it's what it is.
0: Right. Right.
2: There's too much there. Gabriel still still absolutely can be a player. It just isn't yet.
0: Right, and that's fine. That's fine. If anything right now, I'm worried of the problem that the Bruins know that they already have where it's like they have a lot of talented younger guys who are vying for spots, and uh, there's not a spot for everyone right now.
2: Well, that's just it, you know. I mean, we, can, we know for a fact they're signing Donato at the end of this season. <gasps> Speaking of which, Donato, other news thing we have.
1: Oh, yeah, he, he's on the Olympic roster. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, and, now everybody and he... in, in our private little chat, everybody was like, oh, nepotism. Why? Okay,
2: is... so there was a lot of complaints at the time when he was drafted that it was a nepotism pick because his dad, Ted Donano played with the Bruins for a long time. Now, this, of course, is bullshit because he went almost exactly where he was projected going into the draft. Like, within three or four picks.
1: And, yeah. uh, and look how well he's been playing over the last couple seasons with Harvard. He's been a slow burn to get here, but...
0: But you, you, um, you do realize that both Shirelli and Sweeney both went to Harvard. And for them to actually kind of extend a pick out to a Harvard prospect would not be unusual
2: well keep in mind he was a long ways from harvard at the time he did because his draft plus one year oh, he didn't go to school he didn't, he didn't start university till his draft plus two year
0: oh his draft okay. plus
2: one he finished with them um, with his um uh, prep team uh, south shore kings or whatever and played for half the season in the ushl as well
0: oh so he he went to harvard because dad coaches it
2: um i mean that's you know what that's part of how he managed to get on that team but look what he's doing clearly he does people clearly he belongs there anyway
1: especially making that olympic roster not that it now it not that this year's olympic roster is necessarily overly star-studded but there's not a ton of
2: isn't a lot of college guys on that team which surprises me to some extent
0: brian brian Gianta is your captain <laughs> And Mark- I
1: honestly didn't know he was still playing like overseas. So, yes.
2: well, he, he, he I don't even think he's been playing overseas. I think he's just been training. Cuz he was still on he was still on the Sabres last season, Tim.
0: Yeah, I oh, think okay. he I think he was just training for the US development uh for the for for the um for the Olympic team basically. They they knew that the NHLers weren't going to play, so they needed ringers, right? people who had been in the NHL but weren't anymore. I mean, Gianta everybody knew the the writing was on the wall. He wasn't going to be in there. His brother was kind of ousted from the NHL last year. Um Stephen, anyway, I think Stephen
2: still play still works for some team or another, but he's in he's in the minors now, I think. Yeah, I
0: think he's an AHLer. He's he he was a borderline NHLer anyway.
2: There was that one year where he was part of that really good fourth line for the for Jersey, the year they went to the finals and lost to the Kings, and that was about it. Steven Gianta still plays for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. <laughs> the stupidest team in any league ever.
0: The likelihood <laughs> of him being called up to the Isles is... Slim. 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 Slim, slim, slim. Okay? When they can call up
2: Josh Hosang or Michael Dalcol. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, that's not going to happen. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mark Acarabello, interesting. He was on the Oilers squad um, during that first game that I ever saw a few years ago.
2: Before he started bouncing around everywhere. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was an ex. Uh, I think he went to Yale and he went to all four years because when you go to an Ivy League school, you go all four years. That's dumb. Which makes
2: Donato an interesting thing, actually, because he's only in his third year now. But because he did that year of, that extra year of uh, prep after draft, he could um, do, a, he could pull a Wheeler, Wheeler or a Justin Schultz this summer, leave without having finished university because he's in draft plus four. Hmm. But there's no way he's not signing the Bruins. Right. It's his hometown team. It's his dad's old team. Ryan Donato is going to sign the Bruins.
0: I, I know you want to be an NHL player, Ryan Donato, but I'm going to tell you this one very important thing. And... I don't know how Harvard actually works, but I would go for the fourth year.
2: Yeah, because you know, here's the thing: it doesn't. We don't lose his rights if he doesn't leave school, right? because um, that's what Rob O'Gara, We, we didn't sign him until his draft plus five year.
0: Right. It, get you know what? Get your Ivy League education. I don't think that you can do like the whole online Harvard for your fifth year. Or, I mean, your fourth year thing. I think it's a little more stringent than that. I could be wrong, I mean, but.
2: But- also, you know, Biden buys another year with him, and that opens the chance of clearing up a, a presumably a right-wing spy. I doubt he's going to be an
1: NHL center potentially, so... Um. That's the other one. Chris Bork is on the Olympic team as well.
2: Oh, the son of the milkman, huh?
1: Yep. No. <laughs> and James Wisniewski.
0: I'm going to just say one thing right now. Being the son of a legend must really suck.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I, yeah.
0: Joe Montana has two sons. Did either of them make it further than being a walk on at Notre Dame? I don't think so. No, they didn't.
1: Um, l- unless one of them's playing in like the CFL right now.
0: No, no, neither son did anything. Do you think Tom Brady's son is ever going to be able to play football?
2: Probably not. I mean, the kid's probably going to be a male model based on, based on the stock going into him.
0: He, he oh. has two sons, and actually, he has two sons. By models,
2: <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna say, it doesn't matter whether it's the one from, from, from whether it's the one from Giselle or the one from from Bridget. They're both gonna be gorgeous. But
0: <laughs> those kids aren't gonna be playing NFL, and and that's fine. It, it, it's got to be incredibly hard to be one of the Bork brothers to be playing, and your father was Raymond Bork.
2: And that's the thing. All of his kids have been so average, yep. and that's make it, that
1: makes it worse.
0: At least one of them made it to the Bruins squad though. Yes. That one year.
1: The only like athlete in general who kind of lived up to his dad's standards or in his case better than his dad's standards would be Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Oh, I think you're uh, going to
1: Zach Perize. Oh, out, I didn't did know
2: his dad JP.
0: Well, I didn't
2: know his dad played. That... Oh, JP Parise was a Angela for a long time. A bunch of Cups with the both the Habs and the Isles, I think.
0: And my dad used to tell me a lot about Archie Manning because I didn't really—I was too young to really know Archie Manning. Uh, he told me a lot about Archie Manning and his play, and Peyton surpassed him, of course. Archie Manning was a good quarterback on bad teams. Well, yeah, the ain't Yeah, and the the Oilers. Houston Oilers back in the day. So, sometimes, like, fathers have to sacrifice a little bit to have sons that are so great, but Ken Griffey, nobody talks about Ken Griffey. Everybody talks about Ken Griffey Jr.
1: Yeah, Senior was, Senior was really, it's too bad, too. He got lost, he was on the big red machine team with the Cincinnati Reds, so he kind of got, he was really good for that team. He just kind of got lost because of
0: You think about Pete Rose with that, or
1: Johnny, Johnny Bench. Bench, yeah. Um, Joe Morgan, they had a lot... That team was very stacked. So he kind of gets lost in the shuffle there.
2: Yep.
0: See, I can name two people on that team.
2: I knew what some of those words meant.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know some of those words. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of my favorite things. I know it wasn't necessarily from the unbreakable, or unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but when Titus says that, the way he says it is so great. I know some of those words. It's from um, Good Burger. Originally. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's it's,
2: it's, a, it's a good gift too because some um, uh, because some um, uh, Kel whatever his last name is just such a well. I mean, all he did was play a goober, so he just you know does goober very well. <laughs>
0: Let's get back to barely on topic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even been barely off topic. We've just been like, you know, we've just been wandering around the woods for a while now.
0: (laughs) All right. I have one more legitimate thing I think I have to mention here. And then I want to talk about some revelations I made really quickly. Adam McQuaid is on the cusp of returning. I have to say last week I I said that I thought that Anders Bjork was actually being sent down because they needed to make way for and uh, Adam McQuaid at some point, I think roster wise they had to.
2: That was my understanding because um right now we are the team's at uh, twenty two roster players until Adam McQuaid gets reactivated.
0: Right, and that's just any day now I think. Now before the show started, we talked about that, and you know. It's going to be really tough to figure out where Adam McQuaid fits here because Gritzlick has made a case for himself. Miller obviously is playing on his correct side and he's doing great. The only spot that I could think where, that he would come back to would be his his spot aside Krug, which was his former partner. And that's what is occupied by Brandon Carlo. And then that was an interesting little exchange before the show because Jeff thought I was going to like explode. Especially, Before I started
2: talking, and then you didn't. <laughs> yes, I
0: didn't. I, I was very measured because I said I only think I think the only place for him would be to sit Carlo and play him, and that is hard to admit, man, because everybody knows how big I am on Brandon Carlo, even though he made a really egregious mistake last week in the Isles game, and he hasn't been playing as well as he did last season, which is sophomore curse. And just new pairing and all sorts of things. He's not playing alongside Char. We yeah. know that.
2: But he's he. been he when you hear interviews with him, he's aware of all this and says he's he's trying he's he's working to adjust playing with Krug is a very very different thing. And I I stand by that when he gets it nailed down, he is an incredibly well suited partner for Krug. Krug needs to stay at Krug needs a stay at home guy, but needs one that skates better than McQuaid.
0: Right. And actually, last night they were talking a lot about. Brandon Carlo's working on his skating and he's like, he's got yeah. speed. He's got the ability to skate really well. That's one of the things that I really liked about him. I knew that, you know, he's 6'5". It's not easy to maneuver that kind of body around very well on the ice smoothly. And he does it really well. And he's been working on that. But, you know, that doesn't detract from the fact that, you know, he might need to sit if they want to play McQuaid. And, you know,
2: there's there's two couple of angles to that. Is uh, Yeah, I think... He's been better. He has been a lot better, generally, than he was, like, through November and stuff, he was difficult to watch a lot of nights.
0: You're telling me!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's gotten, but, but like, during, granted, you know, everyone looks better when the team's kicking ass and taking names. But he's looked a lot better, with the exception of glaring mistakes here and there more recently. But, um, there hasn't been the opportunity to scratch him to watch, because then you're playing fucking Paul Posma. No. Exactly. No, 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 no one wants that. No. <laughs> so with McQuaid back, it gives that opportunity to, to sit him a couple games. Plus that also in turn gives the opportunity to hopefully yep. showcase McQuaid a little bit and, you know, finally get him traded to, to Edmonton.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I did predict that. Please, 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 please.
2: Um, so... But generally speaking, I don't think there's a spot on this roster for, on, on this team for McQuaid.
0: No. And, and, you know, I think the old, the old me who likes to have the veterans around that I'm familiar with is like really having a hard time with that. You know what I mean? It's interesting.
2: It's, it's fortunate McQuaid was never one of your guys. <laughs>
0: no, but my oh, God. Guy... All your
2: guys are now sadly long gone except for, except except for Brando.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to go on about that in a little bit.
2: Okay. Okay
0: just you were gonna segue from that into that i didn't expect that sorry (laughs) no 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 no, that's okay i think you're gonna see a very measured response here it's gonna be you're gonna be like like really kind of impressed so man i feel like okay so no um I, I have attachment to McQuaid because he's a veteran that I know. I know his game and whatever. And I've accepted that his game has holes. But I now I realize, like, if you put McQuaid in there, it takes my guy out. And my guy has way more upside. You know, he, he may not be, he's not fully formed. He's 21 years old. I don't expect him to be fully formed right now. Right? As a defenseman? Anybody who thought that Brandon Carlo was going to come out of the box and he was just going to be perfect was high they were fucking high
2: we have to remember what we have in him the fact that he made the team as a second round pick in his draft plus 2 year yes that that remains impressive as a defenseman yes obviously and, he's not he's he was never going to be what Charlie McAvoy clearly is of i you not. know what he was never I, be
0: that. i've struggled with that i really have because everybody gives McAvoy the the attention and i'm just like what about my guy like my guy him you know, so it's like I have to find room in my heart. It's like, you know, sometimes it's like uh, I heard this when I was grieving over my my lost pet that, you know, it's not imagine. It's not really a, a an ability to find room in your heart. It's the ability to build the uh, the addition onto it. So it's like so I get attached to players, you know, it's no no lie. You know, so right now it's like I've been trying to appreciate charlie mcavoy a little bit more while still really appreciating brandon carlo but i feel i feel so bad for mcquade because i don't want him to be left out in the cold i just want to take care of everybody <laughs> you don't want to be left out in the cold but you want to send him to ottawa
1: I'm pretty sure it's pretty cold up there
0: no i wanted to send to edmonton it's, colder it's even edmonton. colder edmonton, same
2: thing freaking up there their cfl team is called the eskimos for a reason
0: yeah, can't you actually just see Adam McQuaid though going to Edmonton because of Shirelli?
2: Oh yeah, come on. Man. I kind of, I kind of love the notion of like the the fits, the the, the, the exaltations it will cause in some branches of hockey media, and the fits in others too. Yeah, like Canadian hockey media, which is already so polarized, would probably just like collectively have a stroke, and for different
0: reasons. I mean, the only other place I could see McQuaid going is probably the, the Flyers. And I don't want that for him. Why would I want him to go play down there? So I'm going to
2: throw batteries at him. That's not cool.
0: No, <laughs> no. So it's like, uh, please, Edmonton, is it's a nice place for him to go. Edmonton, you know, the people there, they get drunk really early, and they're nice people.
1: <laughs> I don't want to have honestly, to hate
0: him. Honestly,
2: you know what? The Leafs also kind of, I don't, this is interesting, because, of course, we're almost certainly going to be playing the Leafs in the first round, so maybe you don't want to make this trade. But, the Leafs need a right hand, a right shot defenseman. He's better than Roman Polak, and he does he is he is actually in a lot of ways a Mike Babcock player.
0: But do you think he'd really improve them?
2: No, no, of course not. But the point is, I don't think he he would in, insofar as that he's better than Roman Polak, which it, right there is reason enough for us not to trade him. There, because again, we are definitely playing the Leafs in the first round, um, barring. Either us or barring either us somehow beating out beating out Tampa for the first time in the division. Not likely. Tampa's leads ridiculous. Um, or the Leafs um, falling out of the playoffs. Which, given who's going to replace them, no one. Um.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, Tampa Bay spent like the last two seasons kind of ramping up for this. So no, we're we're not going to beat them. And and you know what? And that and that's okay. They earned this. Unlike the like the Blackhawks or something, they they earned this. It's good. Let them have their their time in the sun. I'm okay with that.
1: I mean, just the wrong kind of a team to have their time in the sun. But
0: eh, you know. Look, I get it. They're in our division, and they're leading our division, and pretty much all of hockey. I, I and it sounds like I'm going against my team, but no, I respect teams that do it the right way. Okay, so it, it's fine. I don't really have problems with people on that team. And I also am very confident with my team against theirs. Okay? So, so you know what? I'm fine with Tampa Bay. I really don't really... I'm not really a big fan of Maple Leafs because I think they've been skirting the the um, the rules a little bit. And they've been getting away with it. So, fuck them. Well, and they
2: knew they could after after they pulled that shit with Robida. So, granted, it's almost certainly more flagrant with the pool because it's a bigger hit. But still...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not really the huge discussion I want to have right now. But I All think, right. like. But anyway,
2: Adam McQuaid doesn't. Yeah. He,
0: they, they're going to bring him back, and it could be just to showcase him so that they can ship him out. At, because they're not going to be able to keep him unless they just keep him as a seventh. And you know what? After. I, I know at one point I put up the argument of, like, that's a lot of money to have as your seventh guy. Because P- Postma would be. He'd, he'd be waived, and then probably going into Providence because he's a borderline player anyway. Yeah, and, and then you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with McQuaid being the the uh, seventh D, just kind of riding things out. And I'm I'm getting over the whole idea of like all these people that have just been around and having an attachment to them because they've been around. So I'm growing, is what I'm saying now. Let me talk about the revelations I made just like a few days ago. This is big. This is big. Very, very big. I didn't, I kind of sat on this. Like I said something on Twitter and nobody responded and it's fine. I said something on Twitter about how I made some revelations I wanted to talk about today. And it's Bruins related. That's really, really important. Okay. When I was doing the the write-up for the lines on the Isles game, you know, every time we're playing the Isles, I want to know, is Johnny playing? I, I wanna know, Johnny Boychuk and Dennis Zydenberg were are playing, right? And as it turns out, I don't I know that Johnny was not playing, and I don't even honestly remember if Zeidenberg was playing. I don't think he was.
2: I don't I think the healthy scratch Zeidenberg now.
0: Right. And I realized at that point I was not upset about it anymore. Aww. Like like I I've gotten over being upset about Johnny Boychuk not being on this team anymore. Like I realize like I look I'm not stupid but I have attachments. Um so when he was traded I hated that and I was very very angry for a very long time. And every time we'd see the Islanders I'd be like so sad. But then increasingly it's become whenever we play the Islanders Johnny's not in the lineup anyway because he's hurt. Okay? He was in last oh, December. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> he, right. And and so this week when I was just typing up the lines I went Oh wow, that could be happening to us right now. We with that could have, contract with we could have signed a terrible long-term contract with his being injured for half the year because we didn't see him in the first game against the Isles this year. We haven't seen them this time, you know. I think we well, a third game team. against
2: them is fairly soon. Um,
0: yeah, so it's like we haven't seen him, and then Dennis Leidenberg, which you know that's irrational. I get it. He's he's never the kind of player that Johnny could be. I just realized, like, when he wasn't in the lineup, I'm like, oh, well, he's just on his last leg. I mean, there's, he doesn't have two legs now. It's like he's on his last leg. This is it for him. They signed him. They gave him a little bit of an increase. You know, he's still being paid off by the Bruins, but it's kind of like, wow, there would be no room for him on this roster anyway.
2: This would be the last year of his, of his contract had the Bruins not signed him, not bought him out right now.
0: Right. But... And, and so I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I I don't feel anything. I just, I don't feel anything about it. I don't feel sad or happy or whatever. I was just completely neutral about his not being in the lineup either. So I realize now, like, I can get over these attachments. I can. It just takes time. Like, the Ferentz thing was, like, the one that hurt the most. And he quietly retired this year. And while I was upset about it last year before it even happened, when he retired this year, like, I didn't have anything to say about it. Like, it was like, okay, it's fine. You know, people get older, they stop playing. Didn't stop me having a dream about him last night, but, you know, I was Uh, hired.
2: That's that's just what it is, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was hired to be a seamstress for his wife. That's it, nothing exciting. I also had to help Brandon Carlo and Riley Nash go Christmas because that's how it happens. Anyway, yeah. So I just I'm 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 through that. It feels so weird. What do you think?
2: I'm happy for you, VA.
0: I am too. Men, you guys aren't de- diving deep. You're just like ah.
1: I mean, I still haven't gotten over the loss of Speddy, so I'm just sitting here. And It is true. That's a lot more.
2: That's exponentially more irrational than, than any of your hangups. Yeah,
0: it's like it's it's like finally logic got into everything and was like, stop feeling this way. Everything is fine. It 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 helps that the Bruins are in a really good place because of those decisions. I mean, since those decisions, not because.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, actually, kind of because because Boychuk turned into Carlo, and right now that's a better decision. Right? Because Boychuk wouldn't be in the lineup, and Carlo is.
2: And the Seidenberg buyout opened a roster spot
0: for Carlo last year. Right. And then subsequently for McAvoy, after Carlo got knocked out. So it's like, it all works out. These attachments, we have them, and we can get through them. You can get through it, is what I'm trying to say. One day. Yeah. Uh, And it's not like I sat there and I went, I want to get through this. I I just realized I was done. I'm just done with it, you know. It's okay. It's all right. All right. Now that I spilled out my soul for everybody, my hockey soul. I'm so glad this is not a video mm. one. <laughs> the amount of weird faces that we make ensures that this will never be be a vlog. I mean, on <laughs> the other
2: hand, weird faces is exactly how uh, Steve da- if, if, how if how Steve Dangle made made that into a vlog rather than a podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he's Canadian. So his his face only moves a certain way. <laughs> South Park. He's
2: not your he's not your guy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not your buddy, pal. <laughs> friend, friend, sorry. I get it all mixed up. It doesn't really matter. Let's talk about let's talk about interactions we've had.
1: Um, I did one thing we kind of haven't done—I don't know if you plan on doing it later—I just wanted to ask, because you said you had your own nickname for the fourth line.
0: Oh, let me do that. Okay, yes, thank you for reminding me. Thank you, because I forgot. We should talk. I had one too. So yes. All right. So we all know that uh, Nesson has been trying to figure out a, a nickname for the fourth line. All right. It hasn't gone well. And it hasn't gone well. They had they had some curious. Back line was one. Ugh. What was it? the worker bees, which was like the least offensive of all of them to me, but I was like, eh. Why B-52? Because it's like, okay, you've got your center is a 52, but the B, I, Bruins, yes, I get it, but it, it's a stretch. It's a stretch, okay? I do have a suggestion. So does Tim and Jeff doesn't. He's just going to sit back and comment, right? Right, Jeff?
2: Yes.
0: Unless you come up with something and then if you come I up got with nothing. something, okay. okay okay ready mine is very simple and it's very fun okay because even though i have not been known to really indulge in this i i kind of been experimenting in my head and i i like this i call them the ska line for schaller kurali and achari and when i watch them i think of all of the fun ska bands out there yes ska is a A brand of music that is fun and bubbly, like sounding, but the lyrics can sometimes be like weighty and uh, morose and whatever. But you know what? This is a fun line. I think of bubbly music when I see them. Like, how is this not
2: something other people have suggested? That's so obvious. I
0: know. Right! And, and you, you can even, if, you, if you're so inclined, extrapolate
2: from there. Because, like, you know what? Honestly, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is a pretty logical flow from that. Right! <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Honestly, what plays through my head when I watch them is real big fish. But I get it. The Boss Stones is even better correlation. They're fun to watch. If you like to watch hard-hitting hockey and guys who are scrapping and scraping for goals, and a guy who will stand up for his teammate who got knocked down with a bloody nose, and you can't hear ska music in your head when you're watching that, then what's wrong with you? See? Didn't I tell you it was so good? Yes!
2: Fucking right, VA. Fucking right.
0: (laughs) And it's so simple. Ska. Ska. Or even in the right order Yes Left to right (laughs) Yes It is so freaking obvious to me I had been playing for months with this Because I was like Well we got a guy from New Hampshire We got somebody from Rhode Island Too bad Crowley's not from Massachusetts You know Unfortunately he's from Ohio (laughs) Right So then I was like playing with that I'm like no The obvious is Ska The Ska line So fun So great Yes I win Okay Tim Yes
1: Well, see, mine's a little bit different Um, in rearranging the letters. Um, So you have Achari, Schaller, and Karali. Ask. Ask. (laughs) We've been asking ourselves who is going to take over on the fourth line for the Merlot, and they are the answer.
2: You've overemphasized the the pun element here, but you are Tim, so I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) They are
1: the answer for I me think, they just are the answer
0: I think we need to put this out as a poll what do you think
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is Achari plus Schaller plus Corelli equals Bacchus
1: yes the answer <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, you had to like, think way harder about that one than I, than I expected VA
0: <laughs> I, I, I know but it's because I wasn't really paying attention after a while <laughs> 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 But but we're going to put it out to poll that's what we're going to do we're gonna get people to vote on this somehow. We're like, please vote for it. Do you like the Ska line or do you like the Ask line? Now, see when you the answer,
1: this... the answer, they're the answer.
0: It's not the answer line because Tim is not on it.
1: They are the answer. We've been asking ourselves who is going to take over from Merlot on the fourth line. They're
0: the
2: Ask. They're the line. answer. Tim, I'm not going to give you the credit that that is better than everything Nessen's copped up, but it does not hold a candle to True. <laughs> That's I don't movie. like music. They're the answer.
0: Put it into poll. What I can't arm wrestle you. Did you say the. What? Well, I don't understand. Galaxy brain. Happened. I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> what? What? Well, because I was in it. What? He,
2: he, he just he said, I don't like music. They're the answer. Like,
0: oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like. I don't understand what that is, so I just let that go right by my head. <laughs> Like I, I don't understand what that is. Oh, I hit you in
2: the face like a steel-toed boot. It's like
1: <laughs> I don't listen to music in my car.
0: Oh well, most of the time lately, I've been listening to podcasts
1: because, well, I don't listen to music. If I'm listening to the radio, it's just sports talk radio.
0: Oh, see that listen... that yeah yeah no, you gotta you gotta broaden your horizons, man. You gotta listen to other podcasts and stuff. And honestly, you know what you need to listen to? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you need to listen to because this is the CD and my. Prius, that I'm not driving right now, but it's the CD in my Prius, and I listen to it like once a week. Pat Benatar's greatest hits.
2: Not where I thought that was going.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely didn't expect that. Probably won't listen to it.
0: I hold a very dear space. My heart is very full, by the way. I hold very
2: (laughs) dear space
0: in my heart for Pat Benatar. Ever since I was just a little tiny kid sitting in various siblings' uh, cars in the backseat, listening to Pat, Pat Benatar all the time. And when I saw Glow, the, the series on uh, Netflix, the last episode where they have the montage of the wrestling, uh, the wrestling match between, uh, you know, the, the good guy and the Russian guy uh, in that one, and they were playing Pat Benatar's, um, oh God, what song is that? Invincible. Invincible! Yes, that song. Whew. Wow. Okay. So anyway, um, I'm old. It takes a little while sometimes to get to the point. The point is... Your words,
2: not mine. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I love that song. It's great. And I, I listen to the other songs too. So yes. Tim, how many assignments do we have to give you? Apparently a lot. You need to listen to some music. Just any music at this point. Well, um, uh, uh uh. But anyway. <laughs> Cause not all music is created equal. I just yeah, I don't like music. That was whew. Yes, I just let it go by. Okay, we're gonna put it to full. We're gonna see what, what three people think about <laughs> our choices. <laughs>
1: Listeners, I'm prepared to not pay you off to pick mine.
0: <laughs> so it really just depends on 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 look, I can't put it's the answer line because Bacchus is not on it. The answer. It is not the answer. The answer.
1: I didn't even I know what you're referencing to with Bacchus and forty two, but I haven't even seen that either.
0: Well, you don't have to see it, you have to read it. No 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 the, the movie no you know like the original BBC series was fun but really you got to read it it's it's fun like just the first book the first book is fine
1: I'd rather read it than see a, see the movie probably well, so you,
0: you should read the first book and it's just like it's it's fun and absurd and I mean, great I mean I
2: would say read all five. we have to go
0: we, yeah how many it's how a, it's many other trilogy it's a 5 well, trilogy If I'm
1: going to read the first one, I'm going to read the other four. I mean, I I will
2: warn you, they get the first one is the important one because later it just gets increasingly,
1: unrelentingly insane. (laughs) I mean, if I'm going to read them all, if I'm going to read one, though, I might as well read them all. Okay, which
0: one of us is going to send him the book, the big book?
2: So my big one's old enough that it doesn't have mostly harmless in it. My single single volume's an old copy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, I used to have that, and then I had to buy the uh, copy of Mostly Harmless, and then somehow or another, I ended up, oh, I know what it is. Glenn had a copy that had Mostly Harmless in it, so I got rid of my copies.
2: My copy of Mostly Harmless, I accidentally left in a laundromat a few years ago, which makes me sad. Uh... It's just a paperback, but yeah. I need
0: to do something about that. You know, once I I lent somebody my copy of Good Omens and I never got it back and I just had to rebuy it this year. And I was reading through the forward and uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett had said something about how people brought second, third, fourth, and fifth copies to read because uh, to, to sign and they were like in various states of decomposition because people read them and loved them so much. And my mistake is I often will lend somebody a book because it's great, and then I'll not see it again. So, But anyway, we'll figure this out. I have to cut out a bunch of shit. Okay, let's talk about what listeners have been saying. Okay, I did put out a question. My question was what do you think 2018 will bring the Bruins team? And uh, what Ellen we know Ellen, our friend Ellen at Not HC's mom said, what if Moros Secretly, a Bruins mole sent to sabotage the Habs from the inside. And that went off into a rabbit hole, because we responded to that right away. Because we know Ellen, and there was dapper Claude, and sleeper agent Claude, and one of my favorite French words, Saboteur! Saboteur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been going on about this. We didn't say Joe Morrow was the agent provocateur.
2: It makes it's the only reason I can see Moro wanting to sign in a place where Claude was, though.
0: Yeah, but Claude hates him.
2: You yeah. know, though, maybe they had it. Maybe that was all an act.
0: <gasps> oh my God! Secret criminal underground. Claude and Joe decided to get together. Joe Moro and Claude Julien got together to take down the Habs from the inside. First, they wanted to make the team really shitty. And somehow or another, Joe convinced Claude to make sure that Galchenyuk or Galchenyuk, whatever his name is, wasn't going to play center anymore.
2: And then to, to break already and make the team decide they have to trade him when his value was piss poor.
0: Mmm! I forgot like, that's my favorite like, part like, honestly
2: like I feel like they took that assignment from me like I'm just like go up there and find a way to destroy Max Patchy ready
0: forever have you been going <laughs> into your secret cone of uh, confusion and sending out the messages to them you're not that far from them okay well
2: I, listeners I, couldn't see that response of course um, <laughs> yes I, I, I am I am the spider <laughs> <laughs>
0: but are you the Eggman? No, that's Claude. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, cars and hockey. Writes that's good old Adam. Hopefully, it brings them health. If so, no dream is too big. Sixteen, three, and two in the last twenty-one games. Woo! <whistles> exciting. Very, very exciting. Uh, Russ Hollowell on Facebook said. Confirmation from the rest of the league that the Bruins once again have the best fourth line in the NHL. And while we're at it, a spiffy nickname for the fourth line. We took care of that!
2: We've got your back, Russ. (laughs) Or rather, VA does.
0: I'm telling you, that's the one. You gotta vote for it. Oh, it absolutely has to be. Yes. Sorry, Tim. But it's just so fun. Okay, so we did get a couple of other responses from people. And I don't want to go too in depth on them because they were kind of direct messagey kind of things. So I'm just gonna sum them up. Okay, uh, we heard from our our uh, gal Roxanne C. up in Quebec, right?
2: Hostile territory,
0: <laughs> right? And hey, we feel for you being up there, but we're glad that you're a Bruins fan up there and that you're a fan of the show. She has something very exciting. And, um, and it's actually spawned an episode that we're going to do in a couple of weeks where, where it kind of spawned an idea to do this. She was very fortunate to get tickets to her first NHL game, and it is uh, the Bruins at the Habs, not this Saturday, but the Saturday next. So remember, we're coming up into this territory where we play the Habs three times in one week. Or eight days, basically, and she's going on the uh, the other Saturday at the Bell Center, which is super exciting. Can we just like it's her first NHL game, and it's it's her team against their most hated rivals in her in her province, right? That's very very exciting. That's like Mm -hmm. super. I mean,
1: my first Bruins game was definitely against the Habs as well, actually. So, but it was not in the in, in in the Bell Center. No, it was at, uh, I think it was called the Fleet Center at that time, but...
0: Yes. In two weeks' time, we're going to talk about our first NHL games, and it's going to be super exciting. But, you know, I, I um, did put out <laughs> an invitation that if she wanted to talk to us about it, that that would be great, because we like to hear about first experiences. And anybody else who wants to talk about their first NHL games, go ahead and write to us about it. And uh, if you give us permission, we'll talk about it on the air. We'll read it out. and Because we we think that this is a fun and exciting game. It's great to watch from home. And I'm never going to say anything bad about people who uh, only want to watch from home or only can watch from home. But if you can get out to a game, the game is so much more exciting and it's such a great experience that we'd love to hear about it. You know what I mean? Uh, I still get excited about going to the games, you know, Um, even though the last time we went to the game, I was hobbled with this terrible, terrible plantar fasciitis, which is better. Not completely gone, but it's better. But it was it was terrible. It's no fun to be like that. But
2: anyway. And we accidentally went to Charlestown anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't me. <laughs> um. I was in the car. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's very exciting. Roxanne, we hope you have a good time at the game. Uh, we hope that you will tell us about it. That would be fun. Even if you don't want to come on with us and talk about it, you can just write something up and tell us about it. Um and- well, as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's going to be good luck. And then we heard from someone who is probably the most far-flung we've ever had um, a, a listener talk to us from. I don't know. I I, I kind of don't want to say his name because I don't want to mess it up. Um, so it's either Nick Aw or Nick AU. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm sorry if I mess it up. I don't mean to do that. I always want to be correct. He is from Vilnius, Lithuania. That is awesome. Thank you.
2: So I have to assume he's buddies with Darius Casparitis.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> that, that that fell flat. At least Tim smiled. Um, <laughs> Ghost dog.
0: Oh, I thought. Oh well, no Kasper- no that's that's Casper's dog Casper's
2: Gavins and he's from oh. and, 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 and and he's from Latvia.
0: Yeah, that's a different place. There hasn't
2: been a lot of, Lithu- uh, of Lithuanian and English, which is why I said Casparitis
0: right so i i didn't know i'm sorry i didn't know he didn't like that we said too much man a lot and then nick was um good enough to go in because this all happened while we were at the Winnipeg game nick was good to come in and explain the the joke the the meme um as it were uh of how this came about uh and and demonstrate it to him we sometimes we can be a little too jokey and a little in jokey and whatever and sometimes we assume that everybody knows what it is but it is a pretty popular meme in the hockey arena, I guess we'll say it's one of the early ones that I came across, and um, we just kind of like saying too much man because it just sounds funny.
2: <laughs> well, but, it's way more fun than saying too many man on the ice. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's just such a downer. Uh-uh. Yeah,
2: but too much, and it is such a good meme. Just, just Gary Roberts in the penalty box, and uh, in this when he was with the Pens, so it's on uh, FSN uh, Pittsburgh. And then, then the um, uh, the Chiron says too much man rather than and then too many and then too many men on the ice. And the best part is the look on his face,
0: <laughs> as you like to say.
2: He has seen some shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is, is that Gary Roberts is one of those like uh, really expert trainer types now. Like, he's... Oh, he's
2: the one that's getting all these guys eating all this wheat germs. So odds on, he has seen some shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so um, also um uh, Nick wanted to make sure that we were careful about how we treated the habs because the Habs have a habit of biting our ass, basically. He didn't say it that but on familiar.
2: the other town on the other hand, you know, Hoenf Freud is kind of like you know one of the three or four things that is our brand. It is I mean, granted, we're a Bruin's podcast, Hoenf Freud, of course, it's our brand,
0: you um, know, Jeff <laughs> it's a glorious day to hate the Habs.
2: It always is. It Every always single is. One.
0: It is. It is. So that brought this to mind because I asked you guys about this before we uh, started officially recording. How many games of the four-game series this season do the Bruins have to win for you, you personally, to feel good about the the um, the season, basically?
2: Because it's the Habs, um, I look to split the series at a minimum.
0: Okay, so two and two? Yes. Okay. So you're probably talking like uh, you want the two at home, and if we lose the two at the Bell Center, that's just the cost of doing business.
2: It's what it is. Bell Center is a hard arena a rare visiting team to play in, even when the Habs are awful.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Now, Tim, what do you think? I,
1: for me, I want to win the series 3-1. I I don't want to... if, if, if they split for me, it's kind of a rough year against the Habs, and I know recently, you know, they haven't even done that very much, but for me, um you can't call it successful if you're more than 500.
2: I just worried just like two years ago, when both teams were awful, that game took place, and that te- and they were worse than we were that year. Yep,
0: yep. Y- you know, I-, I can see it both ways. I think two and two is the minimum. Like if you go below that, I feel like um, you you're really off for some reason, right? But I won't really be happy unless it's three one, at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I last season we or um, when well, we were talking about this week, or were we talking about it last season or in the preseason or wherever? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was last. Technically, it was our last podcast season, uh, but it was the summer, and we were talking about this week coming up. Um, right now, the Bruins are going to play the Penguins tonight, and then they will have five days off. And then they, uh, the first game they will have is against the Habs on Saturday, January... 13th. 13th, right? So, but there's going to be three games between the 13th and the 20th. Yeah, 13th,
2: 17th, and 20th.
0: Right. So, basically... We understand how perilous this could be because it's not just those, those are the only games. They're going to be playing the Stars and the Islanders in that week, too. It's a really crappy week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of games. There are five games in that eight day period, right? Or seven day period or whatever. Yeah, it's eight days. There's, we, we understand that this is, uh, so I, I, I really do think, Jeff, if, if they come out of this, like, uh, if they come out of this two and one or, Even one and two, it's like, that's not going to be horrible. But I, I, you know, obviously I want them to be 3-0 and against the Habs. Yeah. But this is expectations versus what, what, what. I mean, I want
2: them to, I want them to embarrass the Habs like, uh, like they just did the Canes all four games. But, you know, I want a lot of the things that aren't likely to happen.
0: Right, right, and I think that's a really important thing to note because it's like even though this team has been like awesome lately, we know that they're going to have nights where they're not going to be, and this would be the this is going to be a really challenging week. So we have to temper our expectations, right?
2: That's it. Yeah, and I, you know, the one thing that I will say is that so much of our team is new,
0: so they that, won't have um, the same.
2: There isn't the same hang-ups in history there for a lot of players, right? Right. I mean, you know, Hein you know, hein and Bjork. The most of the entire fourth line, McAvoy, Grislyk, it just isn't there. So, hell, even Posterknot comes in after, you know, I mean, that's a big thing what happened in 2014, right? Is that, they, is that there was just so much history and hatred there. And, and the, the, the TS team let the, the Habs get under their skin. But, you know, the two biggest perpetrators on the Hab side for that, one of them, of course, now plays in Nashville. And the other one is having a shit season. So he really has better things to do than antagonize the Bruins. Like you know, not be awful.
0: <laughs> mm. Well, actually, um, it's interesting because Yemelin's also in Nashville. Oh, fucking Yemelin! Forgot yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, he's my least favorite of the defensemen in Nashville right now. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like I've been having a hard time with the the Preds this year for the respect At that least it's he's like... back down in their third
2: pairing without without Ellis back now.
0: Yes. Oh my God! I wish I could have seen uh, Yossi and Ellis last night, but um, it was not to be. But anyway, yes, you're you're absolutely correct. But it's still like Nashville. I I get it. I know what you're doing, but I hate Benino and I hate Yemelin, and oh, God.
2: Like I get why they got Yemelin. You know, they, you look at him and okay, he is improvement on your third pairing over Erwin and Weber
0: and Irwin and and, and Weber. And, no. <laughs> any of those any of those three in short listeners keep talking to us we love it we'll talk about your stuff uh, you know if you don't want us to say it all in every exact word we'll words will we'll paraphrase it or something we'll talk about I Do you have one ask it.
2: for yeah. listeners though Okay please um if you're willing interact with us in more public on Facebook for example we would we understand why you may be doing DMs but please write if you if you're willing, write it on our walls and wall instead. In engender in conversation, perhaps we'll get more people engaged.
0: Right. Right. And then it'll be we'll all talk together, you know? And we'll even probably come on as our normal selves.
2: As opposed to having to come in as barely on topic and then sign our <laughs> and then sign our replies.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, uh yeah, so that'll be fun. Excellent. Okay, so we pretty much talked about
2: We've talked about the schedule, so there's not real much point in that thing, in that segment today. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's just skip that. That's, we we know what that is. We talked about that so much.
2: Yeah.
0: And so, uh, do we want to do bare Necessities or do we just want to skip it this week?
2: I mean, there's not a lot happening this week in, uh, in the hockey, we're in the Bruins hockey verse. Oh my God, the, that's right.
0: That's right. There really is nothing happening this week. It's... Uh, it's, it's the bye week yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, it's a, it's a bye week We all get to uh, have a break, and that is our bare necessities for the week. And let's just, uh, okay, well, gosh, this is so easy. So now we ha- I have to remember how you can contact us. Okay, this is going to be easy. I've done this before, she says out loud trying to gain her confidence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you think podcasting is easy? It's not always easy. Like, especially... Just put are... up
2: with us. Yeah. Uh...
0: You know, I, I want to say that one of my resolutions for this podcast this year was I was going to be nicer.
2: i uh, listen to that episode that I'm not there for on the 21st afterwards.
0: And <laughs> 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 I know that's going to be so hard. <laughs> anyway... You can contact us at Oh, well maybe wait a minute, let's start it off. You can listen to us on SoundCloud at Barely on Topic, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play, on something.
2: I think that's all of them, isn't that? Huh? I think it's all of them.
0: I think that's all of them. It just seems like there's a little much. Wherever
2: your favorite podcaster.
0: Oh, (laughs) yes. Okay. There, there, there you go. Uh, You can contact us on Twitter at Bareland Topic. On Facebook at Bareland Topic Podcast. uh, Our individual Twitter accounts, which I'm kind of back. I'm at VA from RI.
2: I'm at Dr. Hand Grenade.
1: (laughs) I am at Tim A. Richardson.
0: Yep. Is there any other way to contact us? Morse code, semaphore, smoke signals,
1: skywriting,
2: skywriting,
0: skywriting work. Yeah, that's expensive, though. I I would not recommend doing that.
2: (laughs) I would. If you're really committed, though, we will appreciate it, and you know,
0: (laughs) put some hearts in it, please. Um. Anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And um, this feels a little shameless, folks, but um, uh, you know, if you'd like our show, uh, wherever you're listening, um rate us and well you know increase our visibility we get a lot of five stars on iTunes more people might our show might come up higher in searches
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) I'm not saying anything other than wow I'm not saying I've never thought to say that
2: yeah well you know I had a lot of car time listening to other shows and everyone seems to ask for that at the end so
0: you can like us on SoundCloud you can share us on SoundCloud that's a nice way. You can,
2: rate, you can rate us however many stars you feel is appropriate on iTunes. If it's one or two, just 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 skip it. Um. Yeah,
0: if it's just one or two, why don't you just complain to us and we'll read it out and we'll, we'll consider what it is. <laughs> I mean, look, you know what? Not all of the, the communications that we get are necessarily completely positive and we try to address those things. So, you know, just... that's just how it is. All right, Tim, take us out.
1: Word.